This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. So much of our attention as of late has been focused on the coronavirus pandemic, the presidential election and its aftermath, and other recent conflicts that one of the most significant moments in our society seems at times to have been entirely forgotten. I'm talking about the Me Too movement. I want to be clear as a Christian priest that the church has often failed to support those who have experienced harassment or abuse, particularly, and most unfortunately, in the church. And the church must do better. For that reason, this week I'd like to bust the myth of the idea that the Bible doesn't have any Me Too moments of its own. Because it does. In Judges 4 and 5, we hear the amazing story of Deborah, the only woman of all the judges of ancient Israel, a story which concludes with a woman named Jael violently killing Sisera, the Canaanite general, by drilling a tent peg through his head while he sleeps. In doing this, Jael breaks the peace that her clan, the Kenites, had made with the Canaanites. Yes, this is not a common Sunday school story. And I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but I really would encourage you to read it. In particular, because there's an important reversal that happens in this story once you get to the end of chapter 5. In the song of chapter 5, Deborah basically sings the story that a later author will set to prose in chapter 4, but the story ends in a different way. After telling of the death of Sisera, the song imagines his mother looking through the window, wondering why her son, the Canaanite general, has not yet come home from battle. Her friends, the other ladies in the house, answer her, well, are they not finding and dividing the spoil? A girl or two for every man, the spoils of war. The custom of soldiers raping or abducting women in the community of the defeated army was a common one in the ancient Near East, just like it is in our own time. Women are particularly vulnerable to a victorious army collecting the so-called spoils of war, something that Sisera would have done had he defeated the Israelites even though, of course, the prophet Deborah led the charge that defeated him. And so, it is perhaps for every woman who would have been vulnerable to the Canaanite soldiers that Jael breaks the peace treaty of her own clan of Kenites, letting who she is as a woman be more important as she stops the murderous Sisera. Who knows, maybe at one time Jael had been a spoil of war given to the Kenites by the Canaanites like Sisera, and now Jael is getting justice. In fact, though the text is translated as her driving the tent peg through his temple, the Hebrew could also be translated as her driving the tent peg through his mouth, a clear reversal of the sexual violence that victorious armies would wreak upon women of the defeated. And I think it's important for us to hear this entire story, this profound ancient narrative where women overcome sexual violence and warfare through the power and might of God. I think it's important for us to know that even in patriarchal times like back then, our God not only acted on behalf of the oppressed, but that he used women to do his will to defeat those who would do sexual violence upon those over whom they had power. I know that COVID and the election has taken a lot of our attention, but we need to remember that the forces of sexual power and violence that led to the Me Too movement have not gone away. There are still those in power who would take advantage of others for their own gain, for their own pleasure. And in this ancient text, we see which side God is on. I think this text provokes us to have the courage of Deborah to see the victims and oppressed people in our own time, to rise up no matter how powerful the oppressors may seem, 
because the might of God is stronger than violent and powerful men. Far too often, Christians have instead responded like the weak General Barak, whose place Deborah kind of winds up taking in the battle. Barak, who refused to rise up against depression unless he could be sure it was safe, unless he could have some kind of guarantee he'd be okay. We've responded too much like that. We've responded like the Kenites, making peace with oppressors to protect our own, instead of like Jael, breaking an unjust peace made with oppression, knowing that who she is as a woman, as a person, matters more than that unjust peace. Rise up, people of God. Make no mistake, we absolutely still need to rise up. Rise up like Deborah. Rise up like Jael. There are still victims and oppressed people today who need your voice, who need your action. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.